Believing Weakness Podcast. Kids are soft. You like discipline. But I've got news for you. You're not gonna have your mommy's run behind you anymore and wipe your little cushions. Oh no, it's time now to turn this mush into muscles. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, this is going to be part two of a continuation of our peptide series. And what I want to focus on today are what I kind of refer to as these neuropeptides. And these neuropeptides or neurological peptides, whatever you want to call them, what they do is basically en- enhance or improve your cognitive functions. So we're going to talk about three different compounds today, CMAX, Solank, and DSIP, which is an acronym for Delta Sleep Inducing Peptide. So, first peptide I want to talk about is CMAX, um, and it's spelled S-E-M-A-X, and it's definitely falls more in line with like an otropic. Um, now, CMAX was actually developed by the Soviets during the 1980s, I believe, to treat the effects of like brain damage and stroke. And it's actually, and this is pretty crazy, this compound is actually listed as an essential drug to keep in your household by the Russian government. Um, and I've been experimenting with this compound for a few years, and it's pretty fucking amazing what it can do for you. Um, it possesses these really astounding abilities as a cognitive-enhancing substance uh, because CMAX is a synthetic peptide of a naturally occurring substance. Um, And I'm probably going to murder how this is referred to, but it's called the uh, adrenocorticotropic hormone, I think is what it's called. And it's secreted by the pituitary gland, and it stimulates the adrenal cortex. Um, Now, the adrenal cortex is important because it releases hormones that allow you to deal with physical and emotional stress in your life. And CMAX basically optimizes your adrenal output. Now, this neuropeptide, as I would call it, increases the release of dopamine and serotonin in your brain. Some people have even said that CMAX increases their output, like their brain function output, where they can handle more workload and things like that. Um, But I would more... I, I would kind of describe it as kind of like a superior version of Phenibut or Phenibut, however you want to pronounce it. Um, see, CMAX really reduces the overall feelings of stress that you have and enables your brain to function with more clarity. There's even some studies that show CMAX repairing uh, brain cells after stroke. And it's also being considered as, you know, for the treatment of ADHD and Rett syndrome. But CMAX is also being studied to restore damage done from cocaine abuse. And that's because it doesn't downregulate the dopamine receptors like an amphetamine, uh, like Adderall. This downregulation causes a huge spike in dopamine levels, but then causes a huge dip afterwards. Instead, this peptide, what it does is it actually upregulates the receptor. 
So you, you don't have that like big spike and then that big crash. It's just consistent. So the most common forms of this peptide are in uh, two different forms. You're going to find it. Um, this is kind of rare to find it like this, but you can hunt it down is in a nasal spray um, or the way that I prefer to research it is in a lifelize or freeze-dried powder that has to be reconstituted, you know, the, the injectable peptide in the little tiny glass vials. Now, the nasal spray does work, but typically it burns like a motherfucker. However, the, the good mood feel seems to only last for a few hours after you, you spray it. Uh, with a nasal spray and that's why I tend to gravitate more towards the the injectable peptide because it seems like it's more of a consistent feel um, now the optimum way to do that would be like sub-q injections which if you don't know what subcutaneous injections are that's where you uh, administer uh, into the abdominal fat um, and I feel like doing sub-q administration allows for more sustained release in the system i feel like it, it's more sustained with sub q i guess because you're injecting it into the fat which breaks it down more slowly rather than doing like an intramuscular injection like in your buttocks or your deltoid or something like that um so i feel like doing the sub q administration of this allows it to be more effective at a moderate level for a longer period of time as opposed to the nasal spray or even intramuscular. Um, now, <clears throat> the, the, I, I kind of touched on this in the very first episode, if you missed that one. Um, whenever you have these little glass vials of peptides, there's going to be like a, a raw powder inside of it, and it's going to be lyophilized or freeze-dried. And it's going to be disc-shaped. And what basically happens is the peptide will be inactive until it's reconstituted with bacteriostatic water inside of the vial. And that basically brings the substance back to life to make it active again. Um, but, you know, keep in mind that it will have a limited shelf life and will have to be refrigerated. Um, some people even have, like, they claim to have success doing, like, preloading like insulin syringes you know and all this stuff then freezing them for future use so they don't waste the active compounds and then you take it out of the freezer and all that stuff i have done that with hcg before and that seems like that is the only thing that i ever had success like freezing because um it seems like a lot of these other peptides the the amino sequence is is very sensitive and whenever you freeze them i think it um kind of damages that sequence a little bit to where it doesn't work as well or doesn't work at all and renders it kind of ineffective so anyways let's talk about the benefits of cmax now i'm just going to go through this list that i wrote down here it's been shown to decrease negative uh physical and mental stress prevents uh increased liver enzymes due to stress uh, they theorize that it could help alleviate anxiety and depression, which that's the most common um, thing that users claim to achieve with this. Um, improved restoration of nerve function in patients recovering from a stroke. 
alleviates pain by preventing the breakdown of, and I've, I'm not super familiar with this word, enkephalins. Don't really know what the hell that is, but it's E-N-K-E-P-H-A-L-I-N-S. I probably should have looked that up, but I mean, it sounded cool, so I threw it in here. If you want to know what it is, go fucking look it up on Google yourself. Shown to be helpful in the treatment of ADHD. Improves memory. I can definitely attest to the improved memory. Um, it, it, this, this does help with that, certainly. Increases and restores the brain's neurotransmitters. Protects the nervous system from oxidative damage from poisonous compounds. And improves circulation. So let's talk about the side effects. There really isn't much data out there that's showing any sort of negative side effects from using this compound. There was like one study that did mention like pro-oxidizing effects, but it was used at insanely high fucking levels, way more than a researcher would ever even consider putting in their body. And this is odd because there's an abundance of information detailing the antioxidant abilities used at just a moderate dose. So it's kind of like conflicting. I guess it's the point of diminishing returns or whatever. Uh, the only thing I could find was some user reports of temporary anxiety when using higher doses. Ultimately, you know, C-Max is pretty damn safe, uh, or at least seems that way. And I think that any if all, any, any of the negative side effects that could come would be from using way too much of this stuff. And I don't think that the R Russian government would have this listed as an essential medicine if it wasn't considered useful and safe. Um, so, that's C-Max. Let's move on to Selenk. All right, Selenk is another neuropeptide, as I would call it. Uh, that was developed in the late 1990s by Russian scientists. And it's also known as TP7. Uh, it is a synthetic analog of a naturally occurring substance in the body called Tufsin. Uh, that's spelled T-U-F-T-S-I-N. Now, Tufsin, it actually binds different types of white blood cells to create like this immunostimulatory effect. And what happens is this basically helps our body fight off various pathogens and even kill like tumor cells. Now, this peptide is most commonly used to treat anxiety, similar uh, to CMAX. But it also has a lot of other really cool cognitive en enhancing properties. Um, now, what happens is Silank binds to the GABA receptors, but it doesn't cause the sedative effect of other GABA binding compounds. So research has shown Solank to increase BNFDF. Now this could explain the learning and memory enhancement that a lot of people claim to like have a really big spike with whenever they use this. Now there are a lot of clinical trials demonstrating Solank's uh, efficiency at treating various anxiety disorders and there's a sh there's there's several animal studies that have produced really really interesting results in alleviating depression uh, in animals um, now this compound provides you know like some max um, it provides a kind of like a nootropic effect with 
you know, the, the feel good antidepressant like qualities. And that's probably due to it stimulating, uh, the feel good chemicals in the brain, like dopamine and serotonin. Uh, the most amazing study that I was able to find on Solank related to repairing brain damage. So as you can tell, CMAX and Solank are very similar peptides. They just work in different pathways. One study that was done on mice showed brains uh, returning to complete nor- normality after a toxin had been administered to them that induced brain damage. Um, and... That study is definitely worth a look over. And if you get on leavingweakness.com and just go down to the, the search bar, type in Solank, I've got an article on there that has a link to that study in it if you want to look at it. So here's the cognitive benefits of Solank. Strong anti-anxiety properties used to treat depression, increased mental clarity, improved memory, enhancing learning capabilities, uh, mood improvement may help repair brain damage. And I say may help because I think the only studies done on that were on mice. So they don't know if it'll work in humans, obviously. Um, Other possible medicinal benefits would um, may reduce inflammation, could strengthen the immune system, shown to slow cancerous tumor growth, reduces cholesterol, shown to treat alcohol withdrawal in mice, um, decreases blood pressure in animal studies, and shown to increase blood flow in the brain. Now, I think that CMAX and Solank have shown a lot of promise in treating, like, addiction issues because, you know, they're upregulating these feel-good chemicals in our body um, that a lot of people get whenever they abuse various addictive compounds like alcohol and meth and shit like that. So I think that coming off of those more harmful things and then, you know, if you're trying to get off of that stuff and then supplementing with something like C-Max and Solank, I think it's kind of what's happening is it's supplementing the, those chemical releases in your brain to try and help alleviate the withdrawals is, is my theory on that because I've noticed that effect in me whenever I started using Kratom and stopped drinking alcohol because I went through a point where I, you know, basically was drinking too much to cope with certain stresses and things in life and realized that it was becoming something I was becoming a little too reliant on and being high functioning at the same time. So I started using Kratom. Um, two or three times a week instead of resorting to alcohol. But that's besides the point. Uh, Solank side effects. That compound has a extremely low, low rate of toxicity. And most claim that it is side effect free. Uh, however, I was able to find some rare online claims of temporary fatigue. But it was at really, really high dosages. And I think that those were actually on Reddit where I found that stuff. I, I couldn't find anything that was actually published. Um, again, Solank, they sell it as a nasal spray product on a few various websites. Um, but again, myself with a lot of other people 
just kind of vowed for doing the whole um, pet injectable peptide that this these work better. Um, the common dosages for most people uh, for sub Q administration, everybody's kind of claimed that the we- the sweet spot, and I agree with this, is between two hundred and fifty micrograms and five hundred micrograms. Um, that seems to work well. Uh, a lot of people claim the anti-anxiety benefits occur at the lower dosing. And whenever I had experimented with it, I think 300 micrograms is where I just kind of stayed. The other cognitive traits um, become present at the higher end of that, though. Um, now, you should only use Solank once daily for like 10 days at a time to prevent like building a tolerance to this compound because you will build it. This is one of those compounds that you can build a tolerance to really quick and it won't be as effective. So um, let's take a quick break and get some words in, uh, words in from our sponsors. And then we're going to come back and finish up with Delta sleep inducing peptide, which is a completely different compound from C-Max and Solank. Today's podcast is sponsored by Swiss Chems. Now, Swiss Chems is a company that is dedicated to bringing the highest quality of peptides, PCT compounds, and male enhancement pills at the lowest price to its customers all over the world. This company is also really kind of on the forefront with what's possible with some of these research chemicals because they're actually dabbling in um, like these injectable SARM type compounds and also doing nano emulsifications. And, you know, this is the company that I trust to get my pet, my amino peptides from. So if you guys are interested in any of those sort of compounds, go to SwissChems.com. And we also have a promo code for them, which is leaving weakness 11. And that will actually get you 11% off anything on their website. So again, that's SwissChems.com. Promo code leaving weakness 11, leaving weakness 11, get you 11% off anything on their web store. All right, shit, we're back. So, Delta Sleep Inducing Peptide, or what's commonly uh, referred to as the acronym DSIP. So, this is another one of those neuropeptides, but it was actually discovered by the Swiss during the 1970s. And DSIP has been found in various areas throughout the body, actually, as a peptide, uh, such as the hypothalamus and the pituitary glands. This is really interesting compound, which mainly aids in helping treat sleeping disorders. So you folks that can't sleep worth a shit, listen up. This could be your godsend right here. Um, It's still being studied nearly 40, 50 years after its initial discovery, which is badass. Uh, And that's because the research just keeps on supporting way more benefits to other areas of medicine than what was ever expected. So the common use for DSIP is as a sleep aid, which allows for deeper sleep. But... This isn't some over-the-counter bullshit supplement like, you know, melatonin gummies or something like that or some crappy herbal tea that doesn't work. This peptide is on a whole other level, and there's a very specific chain of events that happen in your body that make this work the way it does. 
See, DSIP creates a reaction that induces slow wave sleep, or what's also known as deep sleep. So the science behind delta sleep inducing peptide gets pretty fucking complex. So I understand how this peptide works and what it does. We need to talk about the different stages of sleep. So there's basically five stages of sleep and each one most and most people last between five and fifteen minutes before going to the next stage. So this consists of stages one, two, three, four, and finally REM sleep or rapid eye movement. That's where you're conked the fuck out and your eyes are moving. Um, you know, you, uh, your eyelids are closed, and, but you you can see movement where your eyes are moving back and forth because you're in this deep sleep and you're dreaming. Um, so stage one, that's the beginning where you drift in and out of sleep and can be pretty easily woken up. Now, stage two is where the brain waves will actually start to slow down. The heart rate drops and the body temperature decreases as you begin to prepare for a deeper sleep. Then, next is stage three. Extremely slow brain waves called delta waves are released and put uh, those put our bodies into deep sleep. This is the same stage where people are so deeply asleep that they start like sleepwalking or talking, talking in their sleep, but they don't even realize it or they, even, they don't even have any real recollection the next morning. So stage four, even deeper sleep continues as the brain produces heavy output of delta waves. If someone tries to wake you up in stage four, you're going to be disoriented and fucking belligerent. Um, this is the final transition phase into REM sleep. And REM sleep is a final stage that induces the rapid eye movement that we talked about and intense dreams. So what happens is DSIP allows us to enter into stage three sleep and then easily transition right into stage four. And this is important because most people suffering from sleeping disorders struggle with immersing into these two phases. So what can you expect from using Delta sleep inducing peptide? To, to put it frankly and up front, you can get knocked the fuck out. <laughs> but the main, not seriously, the main benefits one can expect with the pronounced is pronounced improvement in sleep quality, honestly. Most users report that this compound allows them to fall asleep really easy, um, but they also get really great quality sleep that's just that really deep-ass sleep, and they feel really refreshed uh, whenever they wake up. Now, a lot of folks report having a massive improvement also in memory function throughout the day, and I think that this is likely because the third and fourth stages of sleep is where our brain it it does all that repair work from all the shit you've put it through throughout the day. And I think that, you know, people that don't get good sleep, they, their brain isn't getting repaired because they're not getting into those last final stages of sleep. So our bodies can allow it to repair itself. This is critical when the brain sifts through our experiences throughout the day to clean out the hard drive. And then it needs to decide what the hell to keep and what to discard from our memories throughout that day. And having the property quality of sleep allows for proper healing and repair for our, our brains. 
Now, this peptide has been shown to allow those suffering from poor sleep to perform cognitive tasks at a much higher ability. So keep in mind that much of our growth hormone, too, is released by the pituitary glands in our, our, our bodies during sleep. So one could, you know, this is kind of bro sciencey, but one could theorize an increase in growth hormone output and, and healing due to those deeper sleep patterns, allowing uh, the pituitary gland to, you know, send out more growth hormone output. So the other benefits of delta sleep inducing peptide that they have found, decreases in cortisol levels, stimulates the release of luteinizing hormone. That's a big deal. Um, increases the release of growth hormone uh, and also uh, GHRH, which we talked about that a little bit in the last podcast, growth hormone releasing hormone. Uh, normalizes your blood pressure. They've done some studies in mice that suggest it could have some pretty um, serious antioxidant-like effects, um, as well as some anti-carcinogenic properties by reducing tumor sizes in mice. Uh, people with major depressive disorders were shown to have significantly lower levels of delta sleep-inducing peptide in their body. So maybe there's a correlation there with you... Um, you know, having depression and not having enough or the correct levels of DSIP. Uh, this suggests that using Delta Sleep inducing peptide could actually treat depression. There's been experiments that suggest uh, that it could be helpful in treating alcohol and opioid dependency, just like those other two neuropeptides. And it's there's something called Cushing's syndrome. And I didn't get too deep into what the hell that is. I didn't really go too far into it. Uh, but they're looking at that as a possible treatment for whatever the hell that condition is. Um, and then finally, research is being carried out to use DSIP as a treatment for narcolepsy and insomnia, which just makes sense. So side effects from DSIP. I couldn't find shit. <laughs> nor have I ever experienced anything. There, there haven't been any studies showing negative effects from long-term use of this peptide. I haven't experienced any major side effects with it myself whenever I've got legit DSIP. Um, one thing, though, that I would like to note is that I would advise only taking this later in the day because this compound... This compound didn't necessarily make me feel like lethargic during the day when I dosed it earlier in the day, uh, but it will certainly make you fall asleep really fucking fast if you're already tired or intentionally trying to go to sleep. Um, some people have reported building like a quick tolerance to DSIP after just a month or two of usage. So I have found that cycling that thing for two weeks on and two weeks off that's what works the best. Or just use it two or three times a week when you know you need it the most. Um, now, the sweet spot for this shit, um, and this is another freeze-dried peptide, comes in a vial. Um, I don't think I have ever seen DSIP as a nasal spray. Um, but the sweet spot is 200 micrograms. And, you know, like 45 minutes before bed. 
Now, if you take higher doses of this, I mean, it will knock you the fuck out even harder. And you might feel, I know I certainly did, you might feel kind of groggy the next day. Um, but keep in mind, you know, the body gains a tolerance to this peptide like most things. So breaks between use are a must. So that concludes the three neuropeptides. There's certainly other peptides out there that can enhance cognitive function. Um, but those are kind of like the three most well-known ones. So I wanted to kind of give you guys an overview of those three. And hopefully this has been some good information for you all that have always kind of wondered what peptides are. And, you know, what's the difference between all this shit? Because I'm telling you, there's a crazy science behind all these peptides. And there are a ton of different peptides. And I know whenever I first started researching them, looking at getting some, man, I didn't know what to, to get. Because I was like, holy shit, there are dozens and dozens and dozens of these things. And, you know, everyone's got a completely different name. What does this do? What does that do? So I spent the time doing the research for you so you don't have to go through all that cumbersome shit. You can just listen to me yak for a while and decide which one sounds cool to you. So um, the next episode we're going to have next week, we're going to focus on the healing peptides, TB500 and BPC157. So you folks have got some injuries and stuff that you are looking at uh, taking care of. That'll be the episode for you. Uh, Till then... You guys take it easy. Thanks for listening.